Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to Season 5. Support for the Boner Planet Podcast is presented by Shadow Hunter. Dead Ringer. The Grind. Bomar Archery. Element Outdoors. Reveal Cellular Camera. HHA Sports and HHA USA. Black Eagle Arrows. Additional support provided by Deer Camp Coffee and Yeti Coolers. Tonight, it's myself, Dave Thomas, along with the James the Note Boom, which we call Boom Boom. Boom Boom. The Mazzy Wazzy. <laughs> and you know what? Today, we are going to talk about crossbow technology. Why? Because, well, because we want negative comments. Well, things are getting correct. Oh, sorry. So as Raven <laughs> just launched a 500 feet per second bow, we're going to talk about that. We're going to show that. Uh, and we're going to talk about 10 point Raven, 10 point Excalibur. There's a lot going on this year in crossbows. It's very interesting and detailed. So let's get into it. Tim, let's start with you. What- yeah. So. So my opening comments here are, listen, like the, the technology that we are seeing coming out. Did you just bleep yourself? Did you, did you, did you just bleep yourself? What just happened? You are a <laughs> ever again. Hey, how come I don't have one of those? You so? <laughs> um, this is sick, but yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, so so listen, the, the the technology that we've seen coming out of the bow industry has been increasing, you know, year after year in the compound side. But I gotta tell you, man, that the stuff that they're coming up with on crossbows the last couple of years, and and especially, especially this year, has been just absolutely intriguing to see the types of technologies that they're coming out with um, that are just gonna make every part of crossbow hunting that much more successful and i don't say that to say that crossbow hunting is more successful than compound hunting i've never actually experienced that to me you know crossbow hunting is is basically the same hunt you know when you're hunting with a compound bow in regards to range and ethical shots and all that kind of stuff but with a crossbow there's there's more to it right you got you got be able to cock it. You got the scope. That's a little bit different. Your safety mechanisms because of the speeds coming off the, uh, because coming off the, uh, the bow are a lot faster. There's a lot more tension in the limbs. So you got a lot more safety and just the pure technology that we're seeing in scopes and 
cocking systems and the loudness of those and all of that kind of stuff is absolutely amazing. Um, so why don't we start talking about, I, I know we're going to get to the Raven and they just launched that, but why don't we talk about one other one that we recently talked about, which has just an crazy new technology, something that has absolutely never been seen or done before. And that's the twin strike by Excalibur. I mean, that crossbow introduces the first ever dual boat bolt crossbow where you can shoot two bolts out of the same crossbow, load them at the same time with two triggers. So you can literally have two shots ready to go, ready to fire on a single crossbow. Um, I think that right there just kind of proves to me the amount of money and the amount of technology and the amount of resources these companies are willing to put out there, um, you know, to, to get those crossbows to the general public more and more and more, which I think that's probably the biggest growth area of the whole industry and has been for several years, which is crossbow sales. I mean, everybody, if you don't have one, everybody's looking for one. I know that, you know, everybody asks us, oh, what do you guys like? What do you guys like? What I get asked all the time isn't about bows all the time. A lot of it's like, hey, I'm in the market for a new crossbow. Which one should I get? Yeah. Yeah, I agree 100%. I was going to say that, you know, when we we look at what Excalibur did here is they actually kind of fixed – an issue for crossbow hunters that's been out there and it's real is that when you fire, you now have to quickly recock your crossbow and get it back in position for a second shot if you need it. Or, you know, when you go out to retrieve and you need to, um, if you, you know, you never know if you have to shoot the deer again, or if you, if you see the deer and you have another tag and you can take another shot, a different deer. I mean, so basically they kind of fixed, uh, an issue that's always been there for crossbows, which is quickness in, in reloading. Yeah. And we talked about a lot of the benefits of that. And, and one, not one of the least at all is being able to buddy hunt, you know, whether you're hunting with a kid or whether you're hunting with a buddy, you know, there's a lot of times I'll sit in a ground blind with a friend uh, being able to take one uh, crossbow out there, not having to recock it, but have two opportunities to take a shot is downright awesome. In my opinion. For sure. Well, one of the things about it though, even though, you know, yeah, it is been different, but they had, they had already come a long way in solving the problem because I'll tell you what, I was hunting in a blind, took a shot and because of their cocking system and how quiet it was, I was able to recock my bow and get a second shot off um, silently. Maybe not the fastest in the world, but definitely silent, you know, and, uh, and you're also able to uh, decock it very silently. So I had a situation where I was hunting and there were a lot of does milling about, but it, now it's too dark to shoot. And I don't want to, you know, have a loaded crossbow when I'm walking in. So I was able to uncock it and I still had to wait for the does to leave because they didn't, they didn't even hear me doing it. This is crazy, the technology. I mean, I shot the the uh, 10 point last year was up to 470 feet per second. That's just insanity. Yeah. And like, so, so here, and maybe somebody can put this in the comments because I'd really like to know, or I would like to challenge the industry because I need a target that's going to stop that. Because that was, that was my private, the biggest problem was ripping the fletchings off my bolts trying to practice because it was just plowing 
through every single target. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And these, which necessarily not- it's that's not, not a bad thing. It means I'm going to smoke through a deer, but <sighs> if I want to practice some more, I'd like to not have to, you know, yeah, and these speeds so are bulls. definitely not getting slower. I mean, that's for <laughs> no. sure. I mean, you got the twin strike that we're looking at. It's 360 feet per second, which is very reasonable, Yeah. Um. you know, on that crossbow. And one of the other things I like about it, real quick, besides the 360, which is, a, you know, pretty decent speed, there's definitely faster bows out there. But the fact that, you know, when you're talking about that, one of the things that I, I've always been hesitant with is shooting a mechanical blade out of a crossbow it's just or mechanical blade in general and that's just me that's a personal preference of mine where i like a fixed blade because it's one less thing that could maybe potentially go wrong and and there's a lot of people that shoot mechanicals never had a problem i just in my personal preference is to shoot is to shoot a fixed blade when you get up to those speeds it's really hard for me to think about using a mechanical yeah you know if something was 500 feet per second i as good as that mechanical broadhead is, there's always the chance that that, that impact of shooting it sets that thing off. Yep. And, and one thing head. I like about the twin strike is it gives you the ability to run two different broadheads if yeah. you want. So you, you don't have to make that choice when you're loading the bolt, then is this the right one? Do I want to use this one? Do I want to use the other one? You can actually open yourself up for options in regards to what broadhead you even want to use. Cause you have two shots, you have two bolts, so you can have a different one on each and, kind of figure it out on the fly if you want to which is which i think is a tremendous thing so yeah that's that's kind of like having a double barrel shotgun where you put a different load in each one you know uh you know you want you want to one load that'll reach out further and the other one for close in shots so i i didn't even think about that but that's a that's a great idea yep and, and think about it too when when up up in our up in our neck of the woods we have a turkey season and a deer season that coincide with each other and so I can run a turkey broadhead on one and I can run a, 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 a whitetail broadhead, if you will, on the other. So I have options in regards to the broadhead just based on the animal that I'm shooting at the time. If a turkey happens to come out and I want to take it, well, there we go. I got a nice turkey broadhead sitting on, sitting on my crossbow waiting for me. So I think that's just awesome to, to see the kind of options they're coming out with. Now, do we know it's going to be successful in the marketplace? We don't know that yet. I think there's a lot of mixed reviews. And I think a lot of that mixed reviews, in my opinion, comes from those that don't like crossbow anyway. Yeah. So you're going to get mixed reviews no matter what, because anytime they come out with any crossbow, people are going to complain about it. I've dealt with that my whole hunting life, if you will. (laughs) Um, But I think the options and the risk that they're willing to take to show the new technologies that are coming out um, just speaks volumes to where they see the industry going in regards to weapons that people are using. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that um, I actually was just on a, a different podcast. I, we did a interview with a different podcast and they, we talked about crossbows and, you know, I, my whole thing was, you know, I, there's a lot of this, in my opinion, it's just a waste of talk, but people, you know, arguing about crossbows and I understand you might not agree with us or agree with using a crossbow. I get that part. But my issue is that look, it's a legal weapon, right? Depending on what state you're in, if it's a legal weapon and I bought a legal tag, I don't see why it matters what the heck I use to harvest a deer, you know? And like you said, Tim, we, we be doing ourselves, everybody a disfavor if we expect companies like Excalibur and, other, and others not to do things like this. That's like the, the wrong direction. Like, don't yeah. do these things. Don't go for 500 feet per second. Don't do this. Don't do that. Why? 
why? <laughs> why would you hold back technology? It makes no sense, you know? Yep. Um, but this is yep. why hold back? And, and especially, I mean, if, if they're not going to be used or they become illegal, if you will, that's going to be something that the states are going to decide. And I, you okay. know, I think back to the, um, the uh, I forget the name of it, it was the Crossman bow where it was using an air car, air cartridge. Oh, you mean the airbow? This one? Yeah, the airbow. And I mean, everybody was raving about the technology. It's phenomenal. It looks awesome. I would try it. I can't hunting because it's not legal where we are. But I think, you know, technology like that and pushing the limits and seeing what we can do um, is going to do nothing but get people interested, advance the hunting industry. Um, and, and it's just positive on all ends. And I hope, I hope that, the stuff that companies are coming out with are successful because we don't want them to stop that progression of always thinking outside the box into the next category and what's coming next. I agree. Yet the people complaining about it are probably still carrying pagers and flip phones. <laughs> yeah. Or eating all tofu and mushrooms. Yeah. Well, now nah, I think Just it's, saying. it's all, it's other hunters. That's been the biggest issue I feel like. And it's always, you know, just guys who only want to compound bow hunt and, and uh, you know, but I would say the same to them. Like, don't compound bow hunt. Use a traditional bow. Yeah. Right. I mean, if you there's want always to that argument about, you know, like you can't use this. Well, again, again, I, I don't want to argue with people. My whole point is that if it's if I buy a legal tag, why do you care what I do yeah. to harvest the deer? As long as it's like ethical, yeah. or I'm not like shooting it with a low powered weapon, or you know, as long as it's ethical, I don't really see the problem. Yeah. You know, even this yeah, the only. The only argument I've seen made there is we're all hunting state property or in areas where you're hunting straight, straight property. It gives those people an advantage over other people that aren't using that weapon. I mean, it's no different in a gun choice, right? If I'm, if I'm hunting state property and I want to use a long range rifle versus a short range, you know, shotgun, that's my choice. What's the difference? So I can reach out 400 yards with my rifle and shoot it, or I can reach out 200 yards. You're still at an advantage or a disadvantage. And the crossbow to me isn't a range issue versus a compound. I'm not shooting any farther in a crossbow. And I don't think anybody is, to be honest with you. Anybody that I've hunted with that uses a crossbow is shooting any farther out with a crossbow than they are with a compound. So if you can become more ethical, if you want to make that ar argument that it kills them better or faster, that's a benefit to me. Advantage is not an excuse. That to me is uh, yep. baloney. Like, oh, well, they have an advantage because they have a crossbow and I'm using a compound. Well, then buy a crossbow. Right. I don't care. I don't care. If, if it's a legal <laughs> weapon, then why would I not use it because it gives me an advantage over you? Or maybe just my hunting's better than yours. You know what I mean? Like, there's so many different things that could be evolved. But anyway, we're getting way up. Time. We digress. We digress. So tech, new technology. So why don't we move on? Yeah. Um I so, because I think this will flow into two different products that we've been talking about lately, um, scopes and tech and scope technology. Well, first let's get into the bows, the ones we were talking about. So first let's talk about the 10 point havoc. Um, so this bow <clears throat> is going to be, let's just say without this new scope and we'll get into the scopes in a minute. Cause there's a lot to talk about the scope. So the havoc RS 440 is the one that we actually just got. So we'll be reviewing soon, but this bow is compact, super compact bow, but some of the notes I've been writing down here is 440 feet per second at 200 or 2000. I'm just writing the prices two five four ninety nine, And I'm just trying to compare the latest models against each other against the brand. So 
this is what it looks like the RS uh, 440 Havoc without the Garmin Zero Scope that they're they're showing off in the in the other model. Um, <clears throat> let's see what the options are here. Oh, graphite and veil. Oh, okay. So yeah. if you just want a graphite, you can get the lower price, which I'd probably recommend at that point. There's no point in spending that much more. Well, that's only 100 bucks, I guess. Anyway. That, veil, that veil scope is pretty sweet looking, though. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and that, that was one of the things that was like a little change in crossbows, but makes a big difference from a visual standpoint, um, is that camo dip on the, uh, on the scope itself. That's something yeah. that we've never seen before. So chalk that up to a new technology or, or what's new in the crossbow world this year. Not sure how my mouse just takes off on its own, but either way. Um, so this is what it looked like. And we had the privilege to talk to 10 point on the podcast the other day. Um, and you guys can rewatch that if you like, and they talk about everything about the bow and it is a nice bow it is very short, small. Uh, Jamie can tell you from last year shooting the vapor, uh, how balanced it was. It's like a perfect balanced bow that one. So this one's even smaller. It looks really cool. Yep. Yeah, so, like so it. some of the other new newer technologies is their AccuSlide Ac, Acu cocking and decocking system. Um, That's really nice. It is, is literally pull it back and roll it forward. It's that <laughs> simple. So the the decocking and cocking on these crossbows has gotten better and better. Gone are the days of the cocking on, of the cocking rope on the uh, on the top tier bows for these segments, they just don't exist anymore. Number one, that's because of speed, right? I mean, the, the poundage to pull it back is getting bigger and bigger, which means your draw weight's getting bigger and bigger. But in addition to that, they're becoming much more compact where you can't fit a cocking rope in there. So you almost need a mechanism to be able to decock and cock it. Um, but these mechanisms that they're coming out with where they used to click every time you do, yeah. you know, you, you used to have to put it on and take it off all that kind of stuff. And some of them are still like that and that's okay. Um, but these mechanisms that are coming out with being completely silent and being completely, if you will, dummy proof on some of them is just phenomenal technology that's coming out. No, that cocking system was so nice this year. So nice not to have to come in and shoot, you know, something into a target when you come up every time. Yeah, a lot of great aspects to the bow. Again, you know, 10 points always high quality. So it's not like we would expect anything less. And the bows have always been amazing. And I, I you know, Jamie's been the one to shoot 10 point for the past, what, three, four years now. Yeah. And you've always seemed to like them or have no issues with them. Yeah. We may have to trade that out this year. We need to kill something. <laughs> we are. I'm getting that and Dave's getting the twin strike. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, we got to kill something. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about the big hitter here. Um, well, you know, let's come back to the scope guys. Let's come back. Let's just keep going through the bows first. Then we'll come back to these scopes. Cause there's a lot to talk about the scope. Uh, but again, 10.26.5 inch tiny looking sweet. All right, let's move on Raven. All right. Raven Ooh. watches this. Yeah, movie. this is insanity. Okay. It says, welcome to the fastest bow ever 500 feet per second with an electronic drive system crazy look at that cage around the bolt too okay so we have not played with this yet we have not done anything with this yet or anything like that so i don't like that 10 points here it's in our studio it'll be worked on soon but we don't have this yet at all no idea when we'll be getting this but i, I wanted to look at it with you guys because it looks incredible and very interesting um let's uh let's click around so, so first and foremost just some highlights on that page 3.6 
inches cocked. Yeah, this is crazy. Absolutely Holy. ridiculous. 500 feet per second. And if that's not enough, an electric cocking system. Yeah, did you see the cam goes around even more? Like almost all the way around and around more? Quite wow. Jesus. This is amazing. So the technology on this. Well, let's talk about the grill in the room. Is it, you know, 500 feet going to be allowed everywhere? That's a great question because. Uh, what's the difference between that and 470? Uh, 30 feet. 30 feet. Uh, well, thanks. <laughs> no, and you're not wrong. And I think, I, I think coming out of the gates, I don't think that there's going to be a question on that over other crossbows. However, I can definitely see a scenario where this becomes under the scrutiny of state regulators to decide that. And I, I say that because there was recently arguments for and against that um, airbow that we were just talking about. And one of the arguments was the, the feet per second, because it was up there. It was a pretty high 400s or 500 feet per second um, airbow. And that was one of the arguments against it was the speed of that bow. So it is going to be pretty interesting as these crossbows get faster and faster, whether or not they're going to change their narrative in regards to what's legal or not to look at that more as feet per second versus the technology that's then the mechanism that's used to actually throw the bolt. You know, one of the things I want to bring up, we didn't really talk about like uh, when we were talking about the twin strike is the weight of that bow. It is, you know, it is kind of a heavier crossbow because you've got two crossbows and ones, but I'm looking at the weight of this thing. It's 9.9 .9 pounds. I think that's heavier than the twin strike. So yeah. I'm wondering, is that because of the batteries or something? I, I don't know. I mean, it looks bulky. It looks like there's a lot going on there. I mean, it doesn't. Yeah. Have, uh, the battery probably does play a big factor on that. I would have to imagine. I mean, you do have to have, I think I saw on there a 12 volt lithium ion battery or something. So yeah, I'm here. assuming that comes to play. I'll, I'll say for me, just personally, the weight of the crossbow doesn't, matter all that much I, I don't think i'm you know no. i can't remember the last time i had to and no freehand it because i haven't yeah because i haven't actually shot one in in a year um but i don't remember the last time i've actually had to freehand a shot yeah. right because I'm, I'm using a shooting stick you know rail something like that just like i would with a gun in order well, to stabilize it but it's a good point I mean, I agree, but i mean when you're talking about spot and stock you're that's a whole different ball game here yeah yeah, for those guys that are that are doing some spot and stalking, maybe out west or even with Turkey in the Midwest, could be maybe a maybe an, um, a factor to them in regards to what they're buying or not. Absolutely, you, know you should do take this crossbow and put that uh, that Oracle X on there. See how far you can get. See now you're talking. Now you're talking. So, <laughs> speaking of Oracle X. Well, I'm not done yet. There's still what's 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 the length of the bolts on this thing? I'm trying to look up the thing. It's so far I can't find anything on uh, speed. It can't be that long, Kevin, because your power strokes 15 inches. Yeah, it, it says um, Canada says 500 feet per second is their max. So that's interesting. Yeah. I couldn't find anything else. So I don't know. Maybe you guys can. If anybody knows, post it in the comments and with the link of where you got it. Up. What kind of speeds are allowed? I, I mean, I have no issue with this. I'm just saying, like, I just wonder, you know, if there's any rules or anything like that. Because I remember what? back in the day, there was rules like 350 or something crazy. Remember that? Like, yeah. And it, I'll, I'll be honest. I think it's, it, you know, it, 
a lot, a lot of companies have gotten a lot more honest with their feet per second numbers. I'll be in, I, I'm super interested to throw this through the chrono and see what happens. Oh, I can't wait for that. Yeah. This is something I got to see. Cause it, I mean, it should be, I'm hoping that 502, 501. Um, yep. Oh, so a 502, 501, is that now legal in Canada? Uh, well, I mean, uh, it probably goes by the rate and nobody's going to come out and, you know, chrono your crossbow for you. <laughs> so we got I wouldn't think so. But if you put a broadhead and all that crap on there, it's not going to go over 500 anyway. But just think about the technology shifts that they've made in order to make that happen. So, I know. what's this? Uh, what's this Raven R18? Yeah, that's insane. I don't know if I've seen that one either, yeah, Dave. So we can't move on yet. I got other stuff here to talk about. Dang, but, Shane. So we're at three thousand fifty dollars for the base one without, without the uh, any of the special motor or the better scope. And so right now. That's the most expensive, right? Because at 10 points base was 2549. So 2500 and uh, Excalibur is at 22222. So right now, Raven's the most expensive on these three of the base, you know, new model. And then obviously they, they go up to 30, about 3750. And then I know 10 point goes up to like 4000, remember, with that other scope, which we'll get. Yeah, with, with the zero. Yeah. What's right. the sniper package on that thing? Any idea? I think the sniper package adds the scope. It may be some other stuff, but let's see. Yeah, it looks like a completely different scope. Definitely a different scope. Looks really nice, actually. I think it's just the scope. Um, it's probably just the scope. I mean, usually they put a better scope on, they charge more money. It's a lot more money, but I don't know. We'll know more soon, I guess. All right, let's get into this crazy one. Raven R18. Wow. What the heck is going on? So what is this? What is this? Is there a video? How does this thing cock? Like the limbs go upward, but let's see if I can. I don't see a video. I wonder if this is similar technology to that torsion spring that we kind of saw. R18. So this will be very interesting to see. It looks like, you know, Raven's known for their, their, width right the their compactness of their crossbows is is really what kind of made them super popular originally so this looks like it's another another improvement in regards to shortening up that that width of the overall crossbow like they took the limbs the limbs go upward or something which i can't figure out but it's kind of what it looks like to me i mean those look like limbs to me i, I don't know these right here yeah those are limbs dude so i don't know how that rotates but it's pretty cheap dude and it's very oh you know i wonder if yeah i wonder if it's is it a reverse that's interesting it's like a reverse kind of half a reverse half of it coiling the strings and cables around the cam and cam axle Uh, i'm impressed crazy look the limbs expand vertically yeah so they come up that's what i was getting at so they're going to come. Oh, at, you know, okay. They're coming at you, which is kind of interesting. I wonder if they fold down in the front. I think that, that, and so when they pop up the spring, the, the string comes forward. That, that I think makes sense. Yeah. But we'll see. We'll see how it all works, but that, that would, that's what would make sense mechanically. But I mean, you're, 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 it's great. I mean, look at the technology that even they're coming out with now only 330 feet per second. Um, but 333 per 330 feet per second is still a pretty, 
reasonable speed for any bow to kill a, you know a deer with. To be honest, guys, I love this bow. If this bow works out to be a great little bow, I love it because it's so tiny. Like to me, I put a little forearm grip right there, like you see in COD. <laughs> yeah. I, honestly, like this would be a perfect little bow for sitting in a blind, sitting by a tree. I mean, this thing is tiny. And is that a red dot on there? Yeah, it looks like a red dot. That's what I was thinking too. Interesting. Again, this is preliminary. They haven't mm -hmm. even, you can't even put a scope on it. There's no room. Look, they'll put a scope. Right. There's no room. So that's probably why it's going to be a red dot. But that's okay. I mean, if it's 20 yard shots, right? I mean, who cares? You're not going to go crazy with it, I don't think. But dude, six pounds, that's not bad. Not bad at all. So speaking of this bow, this made me think of this bow. And I just want to show it. I know this yeah. came out last year, but this one's a little heavier, a little bigger. But this is a powerhouse bow. And I actually just talked to John recently. We were talking about this year. They're going to launch some new things for his bow. Um, but very exciting for them, too, because I love that they did this bow because of the technology in it. It's just interesting to me that it, he did so it looked like raven what they did is coiled the, the string whereas he coils his limbs in these circles here so inside those are the limbs if you guys haven't seen this it's actually very yeah awesome. yeah they're actual like torsion springs correct yeah inside yeah, there so torqued up right there and then they yep. so yep. This is cool if you guys haven't seen it this is definitely something to look at these this is a great company and really good owner john's a cool guy man real nice guy and he's got some so many good ideas so it was nice to talk with him the other day about this bow again and um you know the, this should be a good year for them and they'll be doing some stuff and i'm trying to talk into giving you guys one as a giveaway so we'll see but i mean this thing does have a lot of cool stuff going on for it so awesome right. do we miss any other crossbows we want to talk about at this point is there any other ones at this point we want to cover I'm happy to move on to some of the accessory. Tech. Yeah. Let's go. Let's start with, um, let's start with the Garmin because it's, it's on the one bow. Right. So, okay. So everybody knows Garmin launched that, you know, site last year for compound that had the ranging in it. Um, so this year they launched another one that they launched. I mean, I'm sure they're going to sell it separate here, which it looks like they are, but 10 point has integrated the site into their, into their system. And that looks something like this here, but I want to show you guys here. Okay. This is the one they have a button here. So you would squeeze that button, range it, and then fire with this button, obviously. But I'm just wanting to show you that they integrated the wiring and everything. It's yeah. Yeah. So you, you can, when we, when we were on the, uh, the, the uh, podcast with, um, you can buy the Garmin separate, you can buy it integrated with the bow or you can buy the bow without it. Um, but one of the awesome things is if you buy it as a package is that they actually put the wire through the crossbow. So the wires aren't hanging out at all and yeah. integrate the actual button to be able to range your, your animal in the, um, in the, um, the grip for the crossbow. So, you can also buy Garmin and put it externally on there after purchase, or you can put the Garmin zero on uh, other crossbows. But when you do that, you actually have the string that's going to come out and an actual, you know, another button that's going to be, you know, you have to mount somewhere on the crossbow. This one actually integrates it in when you buy it as a package. How, how much is that standalone? Uh, I think it's like it's a great question. No, it's right here. I just had it. That's why in the other conversation, I said that the price that Burris had was a good price because this one's more money. Yeah. So on the flip side, Burris launched one similar concept. So that was $1,400, $13,999. Yep. 
So there you go. Look at the price difference. So, but they're different. I mean, they're the same yeah. concept. But the technology is different. Garmin, Garmin is linking theirs with different technology. Where I don't know what the the Oracle does yet because I haven't. We don't have one yet to get into it. But, um, sorry, I'm lost. No, but one of the things that Oracle said that they're doing with theirs is instead of having that physical cable to the trigger button, they actually have a wireless trigger yeah. or a wireless button to be able to range it. So there's no wires regardless of what crossbow you put it on the wow. button itself is wireless and hooks to the hooks to the scope wireless and then there's also an, another button on the scope itself that you can use if that wireless remote actually dies yeah you know it's you know amazing is like um so i got a a friend of mine who's retired u.s army he built and took apart tanks and then he worked for the same company uh jamie works for yeah and um when I was showing him this and he was looking at this, he said that that target acquisition is the same type of uh, thing that they were using on tanks back, you know, military, oh, yeah. military type target acquisition and stuff. So, you know, these companies have come a long way. I mean, oh, yeah, it's pretty cool technology for sure. So yeah. for sure, this Garmin's a little different though, because this one has a laser. So it's going to tell you to your watch, like where the shot was placed. So you can find where you shot. So right. it's things in it that link to other Garmin devices that give you a little, a, a bit of an edge. So like if he shoots the shot right here, then that his watch will take him right to that spot. So he doesn't yeah. mix up where the shot was because it can do that because the, the site sends it to the watch, right? Something like that. Yeah. So Garmin's known for their GPS systems, Correct. right? Yeah. And, and their wearables with GPS in it and all that kind of stuff. So that is one thing Garmin is able to do with this technology that they've come up with is integrate that GPS technology within their, within their scope. So when you take a shot, you can actually hit a button and record where that deer was at when you shot it. And then it'll send coordinates to your phone or coordinates to your watch or whatever the case may be. So you can go exactly where you marked where you shot the deer before you even get out of your ground blind. Well, not, not only that, and you, if you're watching the deer run away and maybe the last place you see them is 150 yards away or something like that, and you see a tree there or something like that, you can mark that spot too. You got that right. Yeah. Yep. So it is, it is different technology. I mean, you got rangefinder. you got, you know, it automatically adjusted just your um, scope to be able to, to range it and put your, put your shot on accurately, but there is different technology in both of them. You're absolutely right. Yeah. So they are different. And I, I do want to point out though, real quick is just that what you see on this page right now, you, you know, it's 1300 bucks plus for the device itself, not including these other devices. These are not cheap yeah. devices. Those watches are like four or 500 bucks. Yeah. That, that device to the right there, that iPad looking thing, that's probably a lot of money. So yeah, I mean, it's got, it's just an expensive trade-off is all I'm saying. Yeah. You're going to pay for those extra devices on top of what it does. So it's kind of up to you what you're going to use it for. And if you can afford it, if you can, then, Hey, you know, it might be worth yeah. it. Yep. There's people, out, there's people out there that want the best, no matter what it costs. I don't blame them though. You know, I, I think, no. I think there's a market for that for sure. You know, if I, if I had the money, I'm going to be buying something in this category for sure. I, I think this technology is absolutely amazing. And if it's quality and it's value and it lasts, and then it, then it could be money very well spent, especially when I'm investing that kind of money in a crossbow to begin with. 
Correct. Hey, you're, a, you're a banker, man. If I had your change in your pockets, I'd be buying these things. <laughs> if, if, I, if I was buying this 10 point with the site on it, I think I'd probably go this route because I do like the integrated button, though, that is in the system. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I don't know if I would use the other Garmin devices, you know, what it's actually can do. Cause then you're talking, you know, yeah, $4,000 plus a ton of money, you know, to get there, but either way. Oh, uh, don't worry. Shannon will be okay with it. Yeah. No big deal. I'm you got it. <laughs> yeah. This is the, these crossbows we're talking about might be something you want to run by your significant okay, other before you purchase. <laughs> this might be a, paper signing deal breaker uh you know when we're talking about the prices that these things are going for yeah and i also <laughs> want to point out in this podcast that these are top of the line yeah. and price yeah. points okay the cheapest thing we looked at today was i believe the well that that small r18 whatever from raven but that for the the top ones the cheapest one was a twin strike at like two 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 whatever right and that that was the cheapest but that doesn't have any sort of range finding sites on now if you took that plus the oracle now you're pushing the same as what the yeah. so raven is going for two, two 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 so it's like what over three grand right there yeah yeah but some of the other things too i mean when you do have that scope i mean that scope can last for multiple bows right so if i buy it this year and maybe i buy another top-notch bow or i don't like the one that i bought and i sold it and i got a cheaper one or whatever the case may be i can take that scope and put it on multiple crossbows which is which which is great that type of technology that's transferable over the years makes a lot of sense yeah well, I'll tell you, tim you okay oh <laughs> i'll tell Ooh. you one i'll tell you one thing that would change having these things is uh no more just throwing it in the back of my truck <laughs> Yeah, right. Or or throwing it throwing it on your four wheeler and not securing it down and no. stuff. I mean, you're looking at a heavy duty investment that you don't want falling off of your uh, four wheeler. I've never worried about an Excalibur falling just because there's not much on it. You know, the Excalibur having no cams or anything this it's never been a fear of mine of it falling or hitting. Anything. Well, that's one of their claims to fame too, right? Yeah. Is durability. But I will say, no boom, I'll let you answer this, but you carried around 10 point all year last year, their highest end 10 point, which was not cheap. And I know you've dropped it a couple of times on accident. It fell over. What was your feeling of the, you know, quality of that? I mean, there's some aspects of it, to be honest, you know, like the quiver, I had bolts fell out and, and some of the knocks would turn on themselves, but, but I mean, I never really use the quivers on crossbows. I just use my own and put it in my backpack because I don't trust anything anymore. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's all what you, you know, I think the focus on that bow was how fast it was. And it sure as hell went fast and it was accurate and the exercise great. But I'm sure, you know, everybody, there's improvements to be made everywhere. Um, but you know, Excalibur, you just can't beat that reliability. I don't think. Yeah. But you're, but the most, well, I guess what I was getting at is you're talking about accessories. I'm talking about yeah. the bow, the quality of the bow itself. I don't care about accessories. Accessories. You just do tighten up yeah. loose or the knock you hit it on. Yeah. Something. I mean, yeah. that's like normal. Yeah. That's not like serious issues. Did you have any serious issues with the crossbow as far as quality durability? No, not at all. So that's what I was wondering, you know, so it's like, you know, 
that's what I was saying earlier on a different, I was on another podcast and I talked about that. Like, you know, if I'm choosing a crossbow, I'm most likely buying a brand name crossbow. You know what I mean? Like I'm only trusting my money into certain brands because you are going to pay more, but you're getting something that's very high quality and you're not going to have these weird issues of blowing up. And No. So I've never seen that happen on a 10 point. I've never seen it happen on Excalibur. I've, these really high end crossbows have never seen it happen. Now, some of the other brands we've had some issues right the the lower end stuff Correct. even they're high you know it'd be kind of tricky and I, i'm not 100 percent sold on it anymore I, i'm kind of more like now teetering and i talked about this on the other podcast they're asking me questions about products and price points and all that and my whole thing right now is my price point for crossbows is like six to eight hundred bucks would be like my what i would consider a price point yeah um, i wouldn't go lower than that anymore just because of what we've seen and the no. different bows and how long they last and they don't last as long as i was hoping for some of them and so anyway but what i was going to suggest too guys and this is really exciting that we're going to hear a lot more out of is darton right so with black eagle acquiring darton it changes everything and now i've already talked to them they're already ready to get us crossbows and different stuff so the crossbow they've always had the toxic has been amazing. And so it's very exciting to me that they're relaunching it. They're adding, they did some stuff to it, made the changes and it is coming back out. The toxin 150, I think. And I don't know which one it was. That was uh, the new ones they are going to tout. I think the 150 and there's one more, a little smaller, but anyway, they've always had a perfect level. Like they're not like teeter. They're like a very good balance. And I'm, I'm just really excited. I know Kevin, you shot Darden's for a while crossbow. Yeah, I think that's what I killed my first bear with that three hundred twenty-five pound bear. Yeah, and then I borrowed, bear. then I borrowed it later and shot mine with it. Yeah, yeah, it was, <laughs> so. it was, it, you definitely had confidence in that thing. And guess how much it cost? Go ahead, nine ninety-nine. Okay, anybody right, else? Right now, I'd say eight ninety-nine. Tim, I was gonna say eight ninety-nine. Ten seventy-nine. Worth every price bit. is right. Doug has spin yeah. the wheel. I don't know why you guys are so low, but I would say that <laughs> this is still like this bow to me is comparable to the stuff in the two thousand dollar range, and that's what I was getting at. So there's some there are some options in the industry. Yeah. You know I mean that people didn't realize is what I'm saying. Have they put yeah. a Have they put a cocking device on there, built in uh, or? Don't I mean I don't. This website needs to be updated dramatically, so I don't know. I don't think so. I thought they did have one. Didn't they have like a star thing or something? You guys remember i can't remember i can't remember but I, I was gonna say i wanted to give an honorable mention in regards to five six years since i shot one that came out is the excalibur uh takedown that they came out with i mean that that type of technology yeah. where it's portable packable i think really really pushed the industry forward and in coming out with new and crazy stuff but so which is which is the one that was uh was it the 10 point that was saying that that has a shot counter in there, so you know how many shots are on your string. I never and, saw that. Yeah, I think. I think it was. It, yeah, it's like there. That's one of their new technologies. Hmm. Somebody, it was either. I think it was them. They said that. That's crazy. You know, that you're gonna know when it's time to change your string, because they know how many shots they've been getting out of them, and I think it counts it for you. Jeez. Am I right, Dave, or not? Yeah, there, there was, and I, I, I want to say it was. I want to say it was ten point, Kevin. I can't. Off the top of my head, remember, yeah. but yes, there there absolutely was a crossbow that had a shot counter, and I, I want to say it might have been, might have been the 
Garmin, but I, I don't the one with the the zero yeah. on it. But I, I don't want to make that now. Mean, now I know, and I don't wrong. know if uh, a lot of people know this is that you're you know I, I got a couple of buddies that have the Ravens, and when um, the string does stretch because it's so much power, they really want you to switch it every other year. Oh really? And he didn't he didn't know that, and uh, until he would, took it into the shop because his shot was off a little bit. He's like, "What's going on?" So yeah, you got you got to watch it. These powerful, you got to you can't. I mean, you spend four thousand dollars just like a nice car. You got to you got to do the maintenance on it. Yeah, change. You, know, you can't just. Yep. Yeah, Why I'll don't do we go around real up. quick and and if you had one guess as to like brand a brand new technology, and it doesn't have to be old. Maybe it's just a new integration into a crossbow. What what would you what would you guess to see coming in twenty twenty two? I'll go first. Give you guys a give you guys a second, uh, and maybe this is more of a wish list. But but it, I I think it would be really really cool now that we're seeing technology come in with the scopes and that kind of thing to have integrated within it a recording mechanism, like a, a video recorder inside the scope. I like that. So that would be my my wish in regards to new technology coming out in crossbows. Wow, seems that like teaming up with Tacticam. Maybe something there. Or even maybe. not even team it up, but maybe even like maybe a maybe. Oh, I'm not saying it. You know why? Because it could be worth money. I ain't saying nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a good idea though. Actually, Jamie would know this one's very simple. We'll talk about it offline. But I did come up with an idea in my mind. Right, as you were saying that. But um, I want to see 600 feet per second. Oh God. 600 feet. It'll be 600 there. feet. No, okay. I'm surprised if this one works out well for Raven, you'll see speeds even keep. I can't believe they're getting 500 feet. I'm I'm impressed if they really do. And I'm not saying they're lying, but I'm just saying like I'm. I mean, the 10 point was all 470. Yeah, I think we we clocked it 460 something. And the Raven doesn't look like it could get that much speed, but I guess yeah. I'm rolling like that all the way around. I don't know. It's so compact looking. It looks it looks bad bones if you ask me, but. I don't know, man. It's different. I love, I love that Raven's always thinking like that, though. Like, let's change the design completely. I mean, just a completely re-engineered to never become what I thought it would become. You know? Yeah, I think it's really good to see these companies really differentiate themselves too. I mean, there was a long period of time where a crossbow looked like a crossbow, and the technologies were largely the same. You know, between crossbows and these higher end ones. I mean, you, you're, you're definitely companies like Raven, companies like Excalibur, companies like 10 point, they are really creating their own brand and differentiating themselves. And not only the look, but the technologies that they're coming out with. If I'm not mistaken, um, we're talking about new things. I think the dart and mine have already had this, but a built-in like bipod or monopod that just drops in there and, and drops to the ground and you could take the shot and I'm yeah i think you could it. a lot of them have that picatinny under you could make your own you can put your own on that but didn't something like that i think it was i think if i want to guess i think it was carbon express that i think he had remember, that yeah. for that that for that grip on the front that folded up and down garden had a full stick and i remember it having the dark yeah yeah but you're right tim that one you're right on that one too that one had a fold out but it was a short one it wasn't like like kevin's talking about a full pod stick gotcha so like a spot in stock where you're walking around yeah you snap it on i got right you. right and uh, i know excalibur has one that's separate it's not attached so i know they had one too but it was external so you had to like carry it but i know what you're saying yeah that's that was a good idea when they had it it went off the um uh went off the quiver mount somewhere 
to the left of the Picatinny. So yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, it dropped down and you could just brace it and take your shot. I have another I have another technology that needs to be incorporated within crossbows here. Hand warmer built into the grip. Oh, please. <laughs> please, that'd be great. Wouldn't but it? you can keep your hand on it for an extended amount of period, sub-zero degree weather, and your hand never gets cold. Well, now that you have Boom. a bat now You're that welcome. you have a now that you have a battery operated uh Copter from Raven, it could just run an extra cord to your gloves. You got I it. One, yeah. I want one to kind of be like a drone where I just, you know, I'm running it off my iPhone. I really don't have to aim. I just put, you know, target the deer and push the button. And I, I want to use. I want to use Alexa. Alexa, take shot. <laughs> <laughs> Alexa, get that deer. You want auto aiming on? You just sit there. You just sit there. It's like, dude, you see the bow moving and stuff on a tripod. <laughs> wow. I like it. Um, so yeah, guys, thanks for tuning in, but there is some good news and bad news here. The bad news is we didn't record this because recorder wasn't recording. So we're going to start over now. Just kidding. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks guys for watching. We appreciate it. We'll see you next time on the bow hunter planet podcast. In fact, I hope you guys learned a lot today and you uh, really disliked him. That's what I hope comes out of this. So thank you. Thank we you. Doubt it. <laughs>Mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.